What is up with what's up status? Is no, you know what I mean? Like, why? Now, I, I get the inspirational ones. Okay. I feel like you're on those. Yeah. I get the... Uh, what does an inspirational what's up status look like? I don't know. Whatever. The person thinks they're being inspirational. Um, whatever. I don't want to get... But what's up with, like, posting, like, your trip to Honolulu? What's up with that? Oh, That's a good question. What do you get out of posting that? Well, Raytan Finer brings down a, uh, a study. Big name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, name. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> my dear friend... And, he talks uh, so good. He's in my, yeah, as opposed to us, we we, we well talk. Tom Sawyer, page four sixty five, <laughs> line seven, word two. He's not a genius, by the way. He is not. He sits and he memorizes things. He says that, but uh, most people can't. Their head doesn't have as much uh, memory. Or most people don't have. He's like sixteen terabyte. I have like. That's true. That's where their pants are baggy. He has a smudder. Hey! Wait, no, I don't get it. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> baggy pants. You said they don't have zit flesh. Okay. All right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I heard that. Right. That was not my That's own good. line. <laughs> no, so he says that, that uh, they, they did a study of people going on vacations, and they asked, would you want a vacation if you can't tell anybody about it? Yeah? No one wants to. With like, someone else? Like 70%. With someone else? Well, so there you're sharing it. No, let's That's do it with your question. wife. Yeah. I think the answer yeah. pretty much be the same. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah, like 70% of the geschmack of a vacation is telling everyone about it. So that's what's up with WhatsApp status. The question is, are, are, are you doing a good thing by feeding into it, by, you know, watching the WhatsApp statuses? Or... Well, yeah, that's the question. Why are you watching it? <sighs> Vicarious vacations. 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 Vicariations. <laughs> yeah, I can feel like I'm a little, a little bit in Hawaii. I hear. Yeah, it's powerful. I hear. Very cool. Anyways. So, let's schmooze. And I want to convince people that when we schmooze there's some meaning behind it that we don't have like empty chitter chatter uh, gossip I think there are people who have never experienced positive schmoozing like of Hannah Klebowitz he once came into the dorms and he's like you guys don't know how to chill you, like you don't know how to do Ben Estarn well there's like good professional chilling and you guys don't know how to do that I think people don't know how to schmooze correctly okay two things yeah first off I guess you're gonna have to a, define for us what is positive schmoozing. Right. And B, why it's important. <clears throat> why is it important? Okay, right. So they'll be yeah, I mean, like, like, okay, so I'm yeah. bad at chilling. Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, well, chilling is an easy one. If, if you chill wrong, you're just wasting time. Schmoozing is even worse. Because if you schmooze wrong, not only are you wasting time, but there's like a billion and a half times, there's a billion and a half of various and colors that come yeah. with uh, oh, schmoozing yeah, wrong. Learn. Right. Um... Schmoozing positively, on the other hand, here's an interesting thing. Let me ask you: Do people need friends? According to the Torah, yes. Really? Ochavrusa omisusa. Okay. Because of that, and, and again, I, I I would have said otherwise. Um, but that's you know. So that's in learning. And I don't I don't think it was as far as I got I got taught it two different ways. Yeah. I don't know from one was in learning, one was ochavrusa, but I don't have any friends. Interesting. And we know. Even with the great of the greats. Wait, wait, wait. Let's quickly take a step back. I'm very into the step back. When we say friends, so half the people listening to this are going to think one thing, half of them are going to think another thing. And the third, and I think both of those are going to be wrong. But the third thing is like you have like a mute on us. You're going to have to go back and, and say what your things yeah, are. Yeah, but, but before that. <laughs> now the seventh thing, which contradicts three, five, and six. <laughs> We're just going to fill them in later. But don't forget one, four, two. <laughs> okay. 
So the two versions of friends yeah, are probably an actor. Like a friend, like I don't know, these like major like Tanam, they had like their best friend. With the Roman? Yeah, like they had friends. Like, what did that I'm mean Denise. to them? If they didn't need to have it, they would not have. Okay, That's, I, I, I can confidently. If they did not need to have something in their life, they would not have had it. Everything I would say was a need. David and Yanis and they need each other. I, I don't know how to answer if they needed, but it's hard for me to say that if David did not. If they were friends. There's a concept of chaver, which is in the Torah a lot. We don't necessarily see it with like Avram Avinu. Where do you see friends? David and Yanis are, are, are friends. We see. Where do you we, see real, real see. friendship? In the Tanam a lot, not in the Torah necessarily. Maybe. Really? Like in the Tanam, you have like these. I don't know, like the the the, the Kuzri. Yeah. It was written by who? Every that lady. To a conversation with, uh, and they were yeah. friends. Like, what does that mean? They were friends. Friend? They were not friends. They the king friends. would like threaten to kill him in the Didn't beginning. And, like, yeah. Also, the thing that it might be a legend. It didn't necessarily happen. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Really? He, Levi wrote it as a conversation between the king and uh, Chacham because it's you know certain clarity. Like I think Yonah to be Yehuda, his shadows and shuvas. I think he's asking most of the questions. You know, that, that's his derech. Really? Yeah. Okay, but let's, let's I, jump yeah. back for a second to your yeah. question. Okay. Do you What's need friend? friends? No, do you need friends? That was your you question. Need friends, yeah. So, uh, what is a friend? So, a friend could be someone to share experiences with. Okay. Why a shared experience important? I don't know. Uh, but a friend could be someone to share experiences with. A, sh- a friend could be, I think, in a very positive, muster way, which we've heard from a lot of people. That sometimes the most truth you'll get out of a friend because he knows you the best. Therefore, to be able, an, an honest friend, a friend that's willing to actually be a real friend, to be willing to lose the relationship with you for your benefit. That's a friend. Sacrifice. To, yeah, to sacrifice his relationship with you, and meaning he's willing to say stuff that you're not necessarily comfortable with. I think that's, that's really intense. And, and, and that friend that knows you, that's like, whoa. So in that way, I think friends are needed, especially for this generation where we're not so self-aware. And a friend sometimes, or for sure, a lot for me, for personally in my life, I'll never forget this moment. I'm in second year Bishop Medrash. Okay? Yeah. And I used to get very heated in arguments. Oh my God. I didn't get like <clears throat> physical, but I always get really heated. And I'm, there's a guy I'm going to initial him CEL, which is his initials. I'll never forget this moment. And this was like literally 10 years ago. Totally made that up. It was like six years ago. <laughs> Last <But> week. It was <laughs> today. See, so I'm, 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 I'm having an argument with him, and as always, I would get fierce. And he turns to me, he's like, chill. And I don't know why that hit me, and I'm like, what is wrong with you, Austin? We're literally talking about, like, is chicken cooked when it goes on a grill for four minutes? Like, why do, why is this, why am I being so narcissistic about this argument? And it slapped me in the face so hard and he, only he could say that to me because he's seen me in one situation I felt like I was he caught me friends had the ability to catch each other A through you know did it damage your relationship? no didn't I love him yeah and and I since then I I, I, I am better from that I'm a much so, better person from that moment you, so to rewind you said that a friend is willing to take a cut on the relationship for your benefit what you're describing willing to. Ah, willing to risk it yeah it was a risk Right, and they right. do it out of pure. Also, mm, I feel a lot of time we think like, oh, the person wasn't pure when they said that. Like they were trying to get me. Okay, therefore, what were they right or were they not? Stop. Take your ego out of a second. Right. They were being so mean to me. Were they right or were they wrong? That, that's a really that's, hard that's thing. That's muster. 
Yeah. Most there is, I, I could be, I could choose to be deeply offended or deeply grateful that you pointed out something that I needed to work on that I didn't realize before. Exactly. But it takes massive body muster to actually be able to be like, oh my gosh, thank you for insulting me. I was, you know, I, 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 w- I wouldn't have ever known that about myself. So honestly, I just But to say that honestly and not like a sin with that sarcastic, you know, there's like an undertone of like, gee, thanks. I think for that whole thing, for the instant gee, thanks, maybe that would take a body muster, but for a person, to, and I've, I've had this literally in this situation. I was very upset, and I'm like, well, I'm not angry. I'm just... <laughs> and whatever. I, I obviously deflected it right away, but about two days later, yeah. it was on my mind for a while. I, I, I came to legit hot car that he was right. Wow. Wow, you let it percolate a little. Yeah. Wow. So a real friend is willing to take a cut. He's willing to risk a cut in the relationship, a tear in the relationship, for your benefit. Shared experiences. Okay. I don't know if that's true. This is a f- crazy fun fact. Uh, the ultimate friendship in, in Tanakh. Can they hear maybe me the scratching my beard in the mic? That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you got scrubble. You got, you got, you got glorious scrubble. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to put that in the show notes. Just check it out in five, five and a half minutes. <laughs> beard, beard, scrubble scratching. Uh, so, uh, friendship. I, it could be there are other friendships, uh, especially in the Gemara. Um, yeah, right. I think Rebbe and Antonina. Would you tell friends. me something? Would I tell you something? Would you give me a lesson? Yeah. yeah. You would. Uh, but I, I would. Would you I, give everyone in the Kol I'm, I'm not so good at it though. Would you give everyone so in the Kol Um, I, I, if I, I, it would take a lot of courage and planning. Would you give me? And sometimes not. If it's not the right time, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really hard. It's like one of the. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah deraisa. You can't not, unless they won't listen. But you're the type of guy who would. Haraya, you know, chill out at work. You know, two days later, it, it sunk in. Yeah, maybe you know. So big. There's a right way to say it in the right time. So then, what do you think? Let's start to take it back and I just build it up. What do you Sh- think? Do you think friends yeah. are important? And then you could. Uh... I had a conversation in Miami, on beach with uh, someone older I respect and we're trying to figure out whether we need friends and he came out I, I was really just picking his brain and he said no not really I- essentially no you can live as a loner and you'll be fine I don't think that's true I don't think Lama. that's true I think there's some intrinsic pieces of us that are necessary that they, they, you need you need you need people in your life you need it otherwise it, you will lose pieces of yourself like intrinsic pieces not just like oh so I won't be able to schmooze and I won't be, you know be able, I won't have people to share my experiences with okay you still have 30% of your vacations that's not bad there are studies of uh, they left people in a room alone and then they, and they shut off senses like they um, they start doing insane things like they have hallucinations and like <laughs> For how long you go, we're you go mad you go mad for how long uh, 24 hours 48 hours it gets worse and worse and worse I mean there were people who were, who saw like a, like, a, like a whole parade of ants wearing sunglasses and like carrying flat. <laughs> like it got like literally like, 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 like visual hallucinations it went you need people in your life you need it isolation is, is, is awful uh, that, I mean that's why solitary so confinement on that, is that study. torture yeah. is that because they weren't with people or because they didn't have the vault. They were just looking at a room. I think it's people. Mr. Beast. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring a rifle in. He, he He's lo- a YouTuber. Yeah. He, He's uh, that guy that throws away money always. Yes. He locked a guy in, in, I have a, no clue in a supermarket. Who he is. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. Is I he the guy? I don't know. I just saw that. Locked in a supermarket. 
I saw that. So you're locked down in a supermarket, right, right. Uh, 45 days. Yeah, okay. I saw that. I literally saw that. Uh, so, so the truth is, the guy could have stayed forever. Every day he stays in the supermarket, he gets 10 grand. Okay, 45 days later, which, by the way, when you put in context, a month and a half. That's insane. Um, a month and a half later, the guy walked out. You understand? If he would have waited one more day, another 10 grand. Just for, and he, well, he wasn't hungry. There was food in there for months. He was just alone. I saw that. He was so sad at he the was, end. Yeah. He was so sad at the end. It made me so sad. Yeah. You just lose it. Also, I found that during Corona, I, we, we, when we were on Zoom, mm-hmm. one guy said this first, and then it, like I realized the same way with me, that he said that he had this weird neighbor across the street. He called him weird. He said, he, I'm just quoting his words, he was a yeshivish guy, could never talk to, could never relate to. And they became best friends. Why? Because during Corona, they were locked down. And he was able to go into his backyard, ordinary. He was able to go in the street and like schmooze with him. And he yeah. just talked to talk to him in the hours. And there was the same thing with me. Like, human interaction, we, we crave it. We crave it. Yeah. There are people that, that yeah, you know, there's extroverts and, ext- and, and, and introverts. So, definitionally. I'm so, a regular vert. I'm not extra. <laughs> I'm a neutral vert. <laughs> yeah. I'm a tree. A tree, a tree. I got my, my energy from trees. <laughs> Uh, there's, <laughs> uh, I used to think that introvert means outgoing and going. It's not true at all. Uh, out, uh, it, the the litmus test is where do you get your energy? Do you get your energy from? Where do you get your serotonin? We'll call it. Uh, let's call it that. What does serotonin mean? Stop. So melatonin. Melatonin puts you to sleep. Serotonin uh, gives you energy. Energy. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so serotonin boosts. Do you get it from interacting with people, extrovert, or do you get your energy? Do you recharge your batteries from being alone? Yeah. They're both fine. You go to a social so, social event. Do you walk out of there energized? Or you walk out of there and be like, I need to be my, my, by myself and re-energize because that depletes my energy. Yeah. Right. So again, just two things. First of all, on that Yemtiv Glazer says, whenever he's feeling down, he'll walk down the aisle of the shul and just nod at people and have them nod back to get themselves serotonin. Extrovert. Bam. Yeah. He's not necessarily a loud person. He's not. As, I mean, maybe, maybe he, he, he I think he's sense. aware enough of his needs. Yeah. <clears throat> but there are some people after walking down the aisle they need to lock themselves in the rabbi office for half an hour just to like okay just re-energize and then I'll go out and you know deal with people even the most outgoing people I don't know for all I, well, you know Tony Robbins is an introvert but he can do it like, just because you're outgoing doesn't mean that that's what's giving you your energy it's an interesting myth interesting right I guess now that you're saying that I guess we associate a lot of people with extroversion extroversion is that a thing sure why not because People that get their energy from people, I feel, I don't know, this could be wrong. As they're talking, they're just getting more energized. You know? Yeah. Oh. Like you, you'll, that, see, you'll see yeah. if it gets uh, more energy as it goes on or less. Is, that, like is, track that, it. is that fair? You, you could look at these like like three hour podcasts and uh, judge each guest by yeah. whether they get more excited. Yeah, so or less. What do you do? What do you, what do you, what, what, how do you know, stuff, you know about this stuff? Well, I am an extrovert, but I have to push myself. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hermit extrovert. So I really, uh, I get all my energy from being with people and schmoozing, but I have to push myself to engage with people. Once I'm out there, I, it's awesome. And you're right. It, the, 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 the curve goes up, the trajectory goes up and I get more energy and I get more excited. We just high fives. You can't see that in the mic, but we just totally high five. each other. It, it, there's a sound component to high fiving too. <laughs> <laughs> the visual act. Ooh. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Want to. What you say? Uh, step back for a second. You mentioned uh, shared experiences. 
I'm going to go right from the Torah. Maybe, maybe I'll slug it up. That shared experiences. Oh, that's a woodpecker. Holy cow. I'm, I'm serious. I have parrots on my lawn. Eretz Yisrael is beautiful. And there's a woodpecker. You can't, you can't hear it. The window's closed. Oh. There's a woodpecker there. And it's just in a tree. He's pecking at wood. Of all things. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ADD. ADD. Well, the moment is brought to you by our sponsor. So, what a woodpecker. Yeah. That being said. Okay. The Torah. Friendship. The ultimate friendship. Whether there are or aren't other friendships in the Torah. Uh, I'm not an encyclopedia, but... Um, Dovin and Yenison are friends, yes? And mm-hmm. they are, they are the, the paradigm, the ultimate, ultimate friends. How much time did they spend together? How many shared experiences did they have? I don't have the slightest ingling about that. They knew each other, they were in proximity of each other for about two weeks. You sure about that? How do you do, though? How do you know that? I, I, someone told me. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, I learn a lot from audio from like Shiram, so I don't have like my covers in my face, but yeah. It wasn't a long, uh, interactive relationship. But they were closer than anything. It's quality, it's not quantity. Is that wild? That means the closest people in your life could be people that you spent a week with. Your closest friends. That makes me challenge the idea that friendships are based on shared experiences. Your pushback might be, all right, Maybe that those two weeks that they spent together. No, no, no. Massive experiences. No, no, cause no, no, no. no. I, my my reason behind shared experiences was was the length of it. Meaning, I'll have, I'll have an experience when I'm three with you, and then I'll have an experience when I'm four with you. So when you're talking to me, you have a lot of background you're working with, mm. which makes me feel very comfortable. I feel like I'm talking to someone that really explored life with me in two weeks, unless they were unless they did a lot in those two weeks. But I feel like when I'm talking to a person with shared experiences. I'm talking. It's much more com- comfortable conversation. I feel like I feel like I'm talking to someone that that I can say something and they'll understand me better because they know what I was like in X situation in this situation and they know more about me. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, Is that fair. I think yeah. it's fair. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how you you went back to your childhood for that. What if you um, meet someone when when you know in your thirties? Remember, remember the thirties? Yeah. Well, yeah, that also. I'm just, I, I just brought in childhood because I'm 26. I was going to say in my 30s, but I haven't been there yet. So if I met someone in my 30s, I hope to see you soon. <laughs> I think childhood is different. I'm sure childhood is different. Because childhood friends, it's one of those precious things you have, and very few people take advantage of this. Childhood friends know you. They know the raw you. The one before all the trauma, or during the trauma. <laughs> they, know the, they know your building blocks. They know that you picked your nose when you were three, and they know that you loved playing, and that you're wonderful, and, and all like the raw goods that you were in kindergarten, you know? Now, for some reason, you know, you've changed, you've developed, all your experiences molded you into who you are today, but they know you. They know, they know you. It's a very special thing. Sometimes pe- I, I feel like people Do you don't, feel comfortable yeah. with a childhood friend? Because you feel like they know you, or you feel like you know them? I think sometimes we feel uncomfortable because they know us. But really, they could be the best. I'm trying to think if I keep in touch with any of my childhood friends. So the answer is yes, obviously. To a certain extent. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of us went different ways. That's the truth. And I'm not even so old. <laughs> I remember! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. 
I had a kid uh, in uh, pre and with me, and then he moved, and I joined him in high school. And was a crazy thing, ninth grade, he's like this like guy. He's like he's like he was actually on, on, on like stages, so like he actually had like a public eye, and uh, and I knew him. I my memory of him was bouncing a purple dodgeball against the kindergarten door. Like that's how I remembered him. He was a moron. <laughs> As all the gardeners are, yes. You know what I remember? You're throwing a ball against the door. You pointed out that it was purple. <laughs> you were a really smart kid. What? I mean, what's more exciting in kindergarten? You know, like under his breath, the trajectory of this is under degrees. <laughs> He's like marking arches and <laughs> gravitational. Yeah. yeah, you're saying so, and then you were you were tight with him. Were you tight with him? Yeah, I I, I felt like I, I we had a certain understanding and a, a you know I I knew him and I knew that kindergarten and I, I knew his building blocks. I think a lot of people are trying to run away from that from who they were as kids, and not even who they were as kids, but. Why would, you want to, why would anyone run away from that? Because they don't like who they are today. Oh. And they feel like those building blocks are what made them. And therefore, every, every, oh. every stage is a brick in the house of who they are today, which they're trying to destroy. I'm feeling very intelligent today, I realized. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. For all those that are listening, <laughs> I'm actually impressed with this right now. I just want to clarify, this is a freak, freak occurrence. Bah. <laughs> I love microphones. <laughs> <laughs> microphones are too good. Bah. Anyways, but yeah, I, I really feel like I sounded intelligent just now. But, no, but I'll tell you what, I, I thought that was intelligent because I, I hadn't formulated the thought fully when <laughs> I started talking <laughs> on that one. No, but I think it's true. We try to run away from who we are today, and we feel like that includes a lot of our childhood, which is dumb because the mere fact that we want to run away is also in our childhood. What? That was well, also really smart. Hold on. You meet, you meet your childhood friend. <laughs> you meet your childhood friend, yeah. and he knows who you really are. Yes. Yeah, the raw you. Yes. Right. He doesn't know all the things you've been through, but you know he kind of sizes you up, judges you from what whatever you, you put off, however you dress, however you act, however you speak, and then he compares that to, you know, that little child that he do. So, where's the shame in who you were, or who you are? So you are. There is no shame in a baby. A baby is shameless. Yeah. <laughs> like, a baby is perfect. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Kindergartners, exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to have runny noses, bouncing balls against walls, knocking over each other's things, they're fighting, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. I had a, I had a kindergartner brought a knife to school, probably shouldn't have done that, but everything else, normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see that guy today, he's in jail. <laughs> Dude, I never would have thought. You're that a surprise. You, you know, I wasn't shocked by it. I was like, all right, knife in school. He's actually in jail? No, 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 he's fine. What is, what is he, like a normal guy? He's a great guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great guitarist. Yeah. Right. Wonderful fellow. Yeah, he, he, he bullied me for like ten years afterwards. But why are uh, we laughing about that? That's but, not funny. Uh, no, because not uh, in hindsight. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, hold on, maybe, maybe that is terrible. No, but like in hi- uh, hindsight, I can look back at it. Yeah, well, he, he was a tough kid. He was a tough kid. He was tough. My heart goes out to his parents, who you know had to deal with him beyond the, the school borders. But um, I guess it was a group effort, and uh, it was me and his parents raising this wackadoodle kid into becoming a great you person raising today. Like you were being bullied by him. Yeah, well, that was part of his childhood, you <laughs> know? I was... Please bully me. Yeah. I've had bullies apologize to me, which validated me tremendously. I, I, you know, it's hard to know that you're being bullied while you're being bullied. It's like, um, Revitz and Tversky, just, uh, Tversky 
psychology people. So she put out a book, um, I'm Confused, Am I Being Abused? Something like that. I'm Confused, Am I Abused? Uh, because people, you, it's hard to know. It's very subtle. It's like, well, I'm not punched in the face. I don't have a black eye. Um, I guess it was a little insulting. Um, I feel bad whenever I do anything, but does that mean that... I think, like, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to know, especially when it's gradual. There was a. Yeah. Okay, I just want to throw that out on that point. I think it's very important. Don't throw it out. Say. It's great. Can we? Can we? Can I talk about subjects that are not so, like, kosh? Her. I'll let you decide. You're responsible about. Okay, but you know, on that thing, you. that that thing of like, was was I abused? Yeah. I think it has some dangerous ramifications. There was a psychologist that heard talking, and this woman walked in, and said, "I think, I was harassed. Ten times." He's like, excuse me? Right. You think? Ten times? Ten times? <laughs> right. Like, I, what, 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 those things can't be in the same sentence. I think it was Jordan Peterson. Okay. I, I, or I think it was. And she said, yeah, because this and that. And, like, the whole movement of, of, I don't know. It's too touchy. I'm not sure. Okay. I think it back. I don't know. Lamaisa, 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 yeah. It, this is in, in every form of abuse. It's hard to. I, I, also, no, there's a huge resistance. I don't want to be an abused person, so I, I'll, I'll pull up every any thought, no matter how untrue and fictional and, and illogical it is, to prove that I'm not being abused. Because what does it mean if I'm abused? You're a victim. Yeah. Some people like being a victim. Well, it's easy. That's, yeah. that's a 21st century thing. You don't like being a victim. It's really nice. Let me pitch something to you. I have this theory that there's something very, very sweet. It's not a theory. I know. I know. It's not. There's something very, very sweet about depression, and I think this is what keeps people in depression. And people, there's a resistance to getting out of depression. Some people don't want to leave the depression. You know, coming, uh, Doc. I'm depressed. No, no. I yeah. like what you're saying. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I should ask you your reason behind that first. Or I said my reason, but I feel like if I say my reason, I may take away from you. So go. I want, I want to hear what you. Why? Why are you saying this? And then I'm going to then well, I'm going to say do, what I think. Do you, do you agree with that? Yes, with that, yes. With, with that no, reality? No, no question. The, the, the I, a young individual calls it the CMZ. What's that? The MCZ. You did the the, the possible you? Yes. Nice. It's called the misery comfort zone. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it is, it is, this is what you're saying is a fact. And you're a licensed... Clinical counselor. Clinical clown... <laughs> I am a clinical clown, sir. <laughs> I am... And I don't have this luckily. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a clown in, in clinics. <laughs> yeah. No, you deal with internet addiction and uh, anxiety, anxiety, depression, and depression a lot yeah. in young men. You see this, I'm sure, a lot. Depression. Yeah, and and, and until you see, it's, it's it's a little bit of a dichotomy. People don't want to get out of it, but they don't want to be in it. Yeah, yeah. I Meaning they don't never they want to have never gotten there, but once they're happy to be there. But then there's always that, not always, sometimes that rock bottom point where like okay, I need, I need to get out of this. But then like a day later, like okay, it's kind of comfy though. Hmm. Is that true? I don't know, day by day, just, I think it, it could be simultaneous. I think I think at the same time, this is awful, and terrible, and dark, and helpless, and hopeless, and lonely, and there's something nice about it. Why? Like I, I think we don't think Glazer put in the word comfort there. Yeah. As Marina Varbano says, right, the comfort is the, the, the bane of our existence. But, but it's so, so delicious. Comfort is great. Why is it comfortable? If I am You're depressed, being tortured. Yeah. Why is that comfortable? No one said that's comfortable. Because, because it's not just torture. Part of my torture comes with uh, lying in bed and eating Cheetos. Or going through 
buckets of ice cream. That's nice. I don't have to get out of bed because I'm depressed. I don't have to get up for shachas because I'm just down. You're saying that because the person has stuff that they need an excuse for, as we all do, and they want to be justified in doing um, irresponsible behaviors, whether that's sitting in bed all day eating cheetahs, or ice cream, or drugs, or alcohol. Yes, ma'am. So they now have an excuse to the world. The problem is... themselves. Hmm. Yeah. That's where they go for help. If I need to get out of my depression, I need to get out of bed. I don't want to. So, so that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Who takes, meaning, who takes that excuse? Not them. They know it's fake. The world takes that excuse. When you're saying they give no. an excuse... That's what I'm saying. I think they give an excuse to the world... But when they come for help, it's when their excuse to themselves starts fading. Hmm, they stop believing it. I'm feeling really smart today. You're brilliant. I think that's really smart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's when they're going to come to you, when, when, when their excuse to themselves starts getting a little fady. Yeah. Well, let's just sit with that for a moment. Most problems that we have have a flip side, uh, that uh, you know, a paradox where this is the worst thing in my life. It's destroying me, and and it's, it's bad enough that I came to therapy for it. Ooh, but at the same time, um, I kind of like it. I don't want to let it go. So that that yeah. that's the first step in therapy to be like, okay, but why why do you want this addiction? Why do you yeah. want anxiety and depression? What's it doing for you? One of my one of my therapy. one of my people in my family told me a line when I was struggling in life. Hmm? He told me you may be a loser. You may have a great excuse for being a loser when you're older. Okay, bye. But you'll be a loser. Yeah. It is so yeah. simple and so deep. You may have the best excuse for being a homeless dude. You really you really do. But you're still homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have every excuse. You have yeah. this happened to you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We sympathize. But guess what? You don't have a home. That's amazing. It's really amazing. It's so simple though. Yeah. All right. Thank Let's you for say. having me on your show. Oh my goodness. Let's do more of this. Yeah, this Much. is very enlightening. Yeah. I enjoy this very much. Okay. And, uh, and we also we had featured a woodpecker. I don't know if we'll do that in what every episode. Arnold, probably. <laughs>